sit down and we did like a set menu, starters, mains, a dessert, and you can do the drinks package as well. Yeah. And I think the food was, yeah. Yeah? Just, yeah. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> that, and that's my honest opinion. It was like, yeah. yeah. What's up, Just Foodies? Well, this isn't actually Just Food DXB. That's right. Guys and girls, welcome to a new food podcast hosted by me, Taryn, and my co-host, Alex, where we take you on an unfiltered, unapologetic tour of the food culture here in Dubai. And sometimes we'll go beyond. It's called Savage Appetites, and we're aiming to serve up a heaping plate of anything and everything food-related. Plus, maybe we'll chat about the things we're not supposed to talk about. So, if you're in the mood to listen to us waffle on, or you're just a foodie at heart looking to add another podcast to your list, then join us. And it's even available in a visual format too. Savage Appetites, unfiltered foodie conversations. Guys, this is it. We're this, here. This is it. Savage Appetites. Oh, Appetites. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> no, I don't know what to say now. How, okay. long is, uh, how long has this been cooking? Oh, this has been cooking, brewing, recipes. I'd say a few months. It has been, yeah. I remember... I remember when you start your journey. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's let's before we dive into. Okay. This all right, stuff, right. Okay. Let's just talk about this podcast. Okay. What we intend to do. Yeah. Savage appetites. Alex, tell me, tell me what this podcast is about. Okay. So for me, when you came to me with this idea, mm. it, a lot of things were combining in my life. Yeah, that's true. And a little switch went off, and I thought, you know what? What's the next evolution of just food and the Dubai food scene, and what role can I kind of play in it? And I think Dubai, the Dubai food scene is excellent. It's amazing. It's one of the best in the world, mm. but it could be better. True. And what could I do to try and drive the discussion in the right way? Yeah. Now, the things that I think the Dubai food scene needs is number one, a bit of authenticity. Yeah. I think people need to be themselves. We want to go in, we want to say where someone's bad, and we don't want to have to worry about getting kicked uh, out of the country. Okay. Yeah, you yeah, see? Yeah. No, exactly. Authenticity. Authenticity. Yeah. Honesty. And bit raw yeah bit just, raw. less polished that's it from the ideology of what dubai seems to be because it is dubai's a very well polished place and a lot of business from the outset from, from the, the outset yeah, yeah and a lot of businesses come and they're very corporate and slick and they have their investors and their graphics done and everything looks all smooth mm. but then when you come to eating the food might not be that great yeah and then as a customer you want to share be able to share that or as a as a blogger you want to be able to share that story yeah and at the moment, I don't feel you can, naturally. Fair. I might be wrong. There might be people out there that... No, fair. All right, well, why don't we... Let's, we'll, we'll dive into this a bit more okay. a bit later. But just to introduce you then, Alex, obviously, food influencer. The, what was the fastest growing food influencer in Self, Dubai? Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed. Self-proclaimed fastest I didn't want to add that. I'm thank God. <laughs> just introduce yourself then to the people who don't know who you are. Okay. So I'm Alex Augusti. I am AKA Just Food DXB. So I started this page three years ago, sharing hidden eats around the city. So I'm just sharing my favorite places, start posting on Instagram and TikTok and other platforms. And now it's become my full-time job. So I go around, try and find good, honest food for people and share it on the page. So you tell you where to go, what to eat, how much is it going to cost you? That's always been the mission since yeah. the get-go. Decent. And Taryn. Taryn. So I? people, are, some people might know me, but I don't no know if people know me. you. You're incognito. No, no, you're the no, mystery no. man. The man, the is, <laughs> man behind the scenes. Man behind the scenes. So, so tell us a bit about you. I'm Taryn. Taryn Upple. I'm a design director and I've been in Dubai for about ooh, 11 years, so just over a decade now. <laughs> I always, I, I kind of ask myself, what right do I have to be here to talk about food? And I guess I don't, Why to do be you fair. Need one, yeah. But... I'm a big, big foodie. I grew up around food. Food is my passion. I'm obsessed with food YouTube. Yes. And I just think once you kind of started 
to do just food those those years ago and i remember you doing it and you transitioned into doing it and i was like you know what that's that's decent and that's like oh you know that's kind of content i'm into and for me seeing your journey and then the conversations we had afterwards and always when we meet and we talk about i'm just like keen i'm like yes. what about this talk about this and then i think that's where naturally we were like wow it's gonna be it's 2023 2024 if you don't have a podcast who I mean, who, who are you? Who are you? So <laughs> that's when the idea was like, okay, how do we monetize now? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do we? How do we have? How do we put this on a platform? Obviously, let's not let's not be around the bush. But yeah. a good, honest chat, raw chat about food, the food court. I'm actually excited to know a bit more on the ins and outs about it behind yes. the scenes, which maybe we're not so privy to. So the thing that caught my attention about you because we were in the same friendship group, but we didn't spend a lot of time together. Yeah, and I remember you were going on a holiday or something. And you were asking about the food and I was like, oh, you should like watch this guy on YouTube. And you were like, mate, bro, bro, I've been following him for like 10 years. Being a subscriber. I was like, I was like, Taz, are you you a foodie? Because like foodies, everyone's a foodie. Everyone considers themselves a foodie. But like when you're a hardcore foodie. Yeah. Like, there's very few of us out there. You're one of the guys, same as me, is when we go to a country, we spend weeks in advance. You're watching YouTube, you're going through oh, TripAdvisor. You're, you're planning trip around food. Every single meal is yeah. planned and coordinated. So exactly. the trip is maximized. That's the only way I travel. It's I, like, how? What, what's my breakfast? What's my lunch? What's my dinner? Where are my snacks in between? Yeah. I need to figure, and that's where I'll plan the trip. And the thing was, I'd been doing that for years and I thought I was a weirdo. And even like <laughs> my miss, like Cam was saying, she was like, you're not normal. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. food. Just go out for some, uh, go out for some meals, whatever. We'll just pick a place. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that you were doing, the, doing that same thing, I was like, yes, Taz. Exactly. And well, then, I'm glad we're talking about it. Now. I am as well. I am as well. Well then, okay then. Let's let's get to know behind the hosts. Okay, I'm gonna go through. I've got some. I've got twelve quick fire questions. All right. You're just gonna bosh out. Give me answers. If you want to further expand them, fair play. Okay. But I'm gonna give you twelve quick fire questions, and we can do the reverse. Actually. All right. Let's do it. Ready? All right. I'll go first. So, McDonald's or KFC? <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> Sweet or savory? Uh, savory. One food for the rest of your life. Ceviche. Oh, that's a. Bold you know why? Wow. High in protein, healthy, acidic, umami, spicy. Fair. It's perfect. You could eat all day, every day. You'd live for a I don't think years. about it from the health perspective, but fair <laughs> enough. Favorite food influencer? Um, Can't say Oh, God. That's, that's Ravenous Xerxes, Reza. Oh, okay. He's the only one out there doing legitimate, honest reviews. He is not tied to anyone. He's yeah. got himself in a lot of trouble. Reza, if you listen to this, you're my boy. <laughs> Shout out to him. Right, full English or roast lunch? Oh, full English. This is this is a very British question. Yeah, both British, yeah, so fair enough. Yeah, it's tough. To say. It depends if it's your mother's roast. If I think no, no, you can't dive in. No, you got to tell me full English or roast lunch or roast. I, lunch, I, I think full English. It's just it's comforting. Black pudding guy. Yes, definitely. Good man. Ideal pizza topping. Classic margarita. Okay, fair enough. You can tell a lot about a pizza and a pizzeria by classic margarita. No bells, no whistles. Okay, I agree. Guinness or lager? Guinness. Shroud <laughs> <laughs> Guinness. Um, ketchup or mayo? Um, mayo. Chinese or Japanese? Ooh, Chinese. Talking about the food, eh? Yeah, Chinese because Japanese beautiful artistic cooking, very small portions. Fair. Hangover takeaway. Um, at the moment today, Sandman <laughs> noodles, baby. Shout out to Hadi and the boys. <laughs> All right, this one, fictional restaurant you'd like to go. So this, just so the audience understands, think of a restaurant in a movie, TV series, cartoon, any kind of fictional place. Yes. And 
that restaurant you thought, you know what, I'd love to go there. If that was real, I'd love to go there. The Krabby Patty from the... <laughs> I knew you were going to say Spongebob. Krusty Krab. You know what, I've never really watched Spongebob. Have you not? No, because I'm Mate, not a child. It, no, it's, the thing is, it's not even a car, It's not a child's cartoon. It's That's an true. adult's cartoon. You watch it, it's gold. It's priceless. Um, current favourite restaurant in Dubai? Oh, good one. I always say it depends what... I'm feeling, and I think that's the case. Everyone's, oh, what's your favorite restaurant to buy? What am I in the mood for? You know, it's never yeah. one. I think Fusion Ceviche, just for what it has done. One in JLT. Yeah, Penelope, small home chef, lovely lady, running dinner, uh, supper clubs for years, built a community, and then popped up her first little restaurant mm. making ceviche and Peruvian food. Yeah. And it's absolutely banging. I've ne- I, I haven't met a single person I've sent there and they've come back and said, like, we don't like the food. Very good, elegant answers. Mine are going to be probably a bit different. So I know you sent me some questions in advance and I chose, well, the quick to, not, I chose to not do the same ones back to you. I thought oh, I'm going to prepare shit. a list. So oh, you're I, think panicking you, now. I think you can tell a lot about someone, oh, okay. about the food that they eat. Right. Okay, so oh, I'm just going to ask sake. you, not necessarily quick fire, but I want to ask you, let's get to know <laughs> okay. you a bit more. Fine up. Fine okay, up. so I know... When you get to see the branding, ladies and gentlemen, pizza, big food. Best yes. pizza you've ever eaten. Oh, my word. That is a wild shout. Okay. The best pizza I've eaten is actually in Napoli. I don't actually know the restaurant. I know there's the famous one. Yeah. The Pizzeria da Michele. Yeah. Which they have some branches yes. here. Which is delicious, though, in, in, in uh, Naples. That's all. I, I actually don't know the restaurant. We walked past. Yeah. Because... When I was in Naples, I'm like, I'm eating pizza. Yeah. Um, I'd, I've just had pizza, but I'm eating pizza again. We walked past this. I don't know. It was off, it was after that restaurant, actually. Even though that's the pizza. That the I'm famous massive. one, yeah. I remember we were just walking past. And I don't know what kind of pizzeria it was, but there were serving pizza by the slice. Oh, really? Kind of like on like a, almost like a deli-esque. Yeah. And I thought maybe that was a bit unusual for Italians. I thought that was more of like an American thing, like pizza by the slice. Or mm. like maybe Northern Italy, because they do that in Romanian yeah, yeah. Roman pizzas, whatever it's called. And I got a margarita. Actually, my favourite pizza is margarita and anchovies and capers. You're one of those, I can't I'm, get on the anchovy thing. I'm, I've tried. Oh, no, mate, it is, it is the one. And they just had this, It wasn't. there was no cheese on it. Yeah. It's just anchovies and I think it was just capers, great olive oil, buy the slice. And I was like, I'm just going to have it. Even though I was stuffed. Yeah. And to this day, um, that is unbeaten in my, in my mind. It's so funny you say Napoli. And I know if you're anything like me, you travel to Napoli specifically for the pizza. Mm. So... I had we, no right being in Napoli. We, we were going somewhere else. And I was like, we have to stop here first. We were flying out of Milan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We literally, we done a load of places in Italy a couple of years back after Taco's wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, I said to Gamma, I was like, we have to go to Naples. And she was like, why? Like, why? What was that? And I was it's like, I have pizza. to go home of pizza. So we had, same as you, research, Pizzeria da Michele. Everyone yeah. goes there. We went to this other place. Can't remember the name of it. Yeah, good luck users. Yeah, listeners. yeah. Sorry, listeners. Great informative <laughs> podcast. If you want um, there's a pizzeria two and a half hour wait ticketing system was completely mental yeah okay they were literally the guys pulling his finger out sticking it in the air yeah, yeah, it was yeah, your yeah. time yeah and uh they were serving, serving drinks to the people in the queue because the queues were that oh, long good. so we go in there eventually get a seat loads of people sat on this table it's like there's people sitting next to you they come out with these pizzas they only had like three on the menu i had like a classic margarita and we were expecting high things but pizzas arrive Cam and i sort of sat opposite each other Take a mouthful of that pizza, and we both like lifted our head and like looked at each other. Just really, a word. It was like show stopping, show stopping. Tell me, tell me how much cheese was on it. Not much. So it's not just mu- light, white smoke. It's the sauce. The sauce they had was so 
beautiful. It's like velvety with the olive oil, wasn't too acidic. They balanced Ooh. it out really well. The cheese wasn't overpowering, but it was fresh. The base was like light and airy, but it had a perfect crisp. Yeah. So it was soft, but chop. it kind of, it didn't, you know, when you get the, you yeah, get the yeah. first bend and then yeah, you get the, yeah, yeah. the, the little, flop. The little dip. Had that. Finished the whole pizza. Guy comes around. He's like, can I get you anything else? I was like, another round. He's like, another round. Of, <laughs> he goes, another round of drinks. I was like, right, oh. another round of pizzas. <laughs> so there's a, literally a photo of me. Run sat, that pizza oven. I was walking down the street, eating my second pizza. And then I sat on the, I sat on the bed in my boxers <laughs> and I was just eating the pizza. And then Camilla's got a photo of me in my boxers. Oh, I think I've seen this You've pizza. Seen That's it? the yeah, place. That's the pizza. Oh. I, listeners, I will try and find the name of it for you in the next episode. Because honestly, if you're ever in Naples, you have to have that. Nice. Sorry, okay. we got really sidetracked. Yeah, then. we did. Okay, next question what's your favorite dish to order in a restaurant and why depends what restaurant i'm in but if you would say you're going out for dinner you see a menu what are your like what would you would you say are your go-to dishes that you would be like oh they've got that oh that is a hard one actually i think uh, i like to start fresh so like you said like your ceviches i like to start fresh not too much bread taste it but not not too much because i don't want to ruin the, the rest of the meal yep. And when it comes to, let's just say, I love steak. Steak restaurants, Argentinian restaurants, Brazilian restaurants. Yes. You know, that's kind of my bread and butter as well as the, the pizza. So any good quality steak yeah. is, that's me. I like it. I like like French style cooking when they just lather it, bathe oh. it in butter, garlic, butter. rosemary, thyme. I like that. And I'm not so, I'm not so much a fan of like the Spanish style. I don't think it's... It's just like cooked and charred and it's served with like kind of rock salt. It's, yeah. it's nice. It's delicious. But for me, I love that sense of just garlic and butter. Like you're eating oh. it. You're like, I could die after this, but I'm happy. So I think that's kind of my, my cup of tea. I must admit, at steak, I'm the opposite. I just, it's salt and pepper for me. Do you? And I tell you what, we've, have you had dry aged steaks yet? I've had dry aged steaks before, yeah. Because I had one a couple of weeks ago and it's like, you get that like nuttiness. It's yeah, like yeah, a... Yeah, yeah. Looking earthy. Yeah. I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's unbelievable. But anyway, great answer. I thought it was likely going to be steak because you're a bloke. That's um, right. Most memorable meal you've ever had? Oh my god! You should have prepped me on these. I would have got some better no, answers. No. I'm just thinking on, <laughs> off the off the off the bat now. Most memorable meal. Let's make it. I'll make it more sentimental. Yeah, I think. And it I think can be that. Well, I mean, we were going to talk about something a bit later, but my grandma's kima. Kima is a dish. It's I think it's usually ground mutton. Mm. I think she made it with beef. This is back in the UK. Okay. Peas, loads of spices, just that. And it's like a dry dish. I quite like dry curry dishes, mm. less sauce. I like quite a dry. I like, and I like getting like the roti and naans. You rip it and you tear it up and you're eating. Yes. I think that has always been a memory when I was younger. And the funny fact is that was the time I found out I am intolerant to coriander. No way. I despise coriander. <laughs> the flavor, it just doesn't go. And it's actually a scientific thing. Like, is it? People can't stomach or fathom the taste of coriander. It's like a genetic defect yeah. in the mouth. And I know a couple of people who actually have it where it's not like, I don't like it. It's like, it's repulsive in my I've mouth. I've heard about that. People on TikTok were saying like, people, if they've got this disorder, when they eat coriander, they get like, it's like soapy, sewage, disgusting. Get, yeah. yeah. It's, dis it's disgusting. You've got that? Yeah. I have no that. way. Considering on my Indian heritage. But, <laughs> but um, great. I know, which is weird. <laughs> and I love Asian food. And I remember she, I think she put, she garnished it with coriander and I, I was like, I was young and I was like, this is one of the worst things I've ever had in my life. And I was like, I hate the smell of it. And then eventually we kind of realized it was actually the coriander I didn't like. And then okay. after that, I was like, just feed me in troughs of this food. So that was it. So most memorable because you hated it. Yeah, most memorable because <laughs> I hated it and I loved it. And then I found out something about myself. Good. 
That was a very go. good answer. I think I've learned a lot. Off the you. dome. Nice easy one. Top food delivery at the moment in Dubai. Oh. I'm going to have to say. I do love it, actually. I know that you're, you think yeah. there's better. Dave's hot and spicy chicken. That's the one for me. And ladies and gentlemen, it. that's the end of <laughs> Selfish Appetizer. Not the, no offense to Dave's if you're listening, I know. No, it Go bangs. On. It really, really it? bangs. It really bangs. It the seasoning's on point. The way, I don't know what they do in that magical kitchen of theirs, but the way it's been breaded and seasoned and it comes with that little honey, you drizzle that honey on it. It's just the one. It is literally the one. I'm yet to find. I like the pickle and I like all the rest of them, but that is my, if I'm hungry and it's, I've had a few bevs on a Friday night, yeah. and a Saturday night, and you know, I'm wanting something naughty that is getting straight on delivery. That's so weird. Have you had peppers as well? Yeah, I had peppers. I had peppers when it first opened actually in Zabil. That was, that's when I knew I was a foodie and I dragged my girlfriend all the way yes. to this new Dubai mall. Yeah. And I just pitched it like it was an extension to Dubai mall and we'll just go check it out. It was just purely to go to peppers. Yes. And it was delicious. But that's the only time I've been since. We literally ordered peppers every Friday. That's what you lived like, in downtown. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 we literally, we ordered every Friday for like three years. It was like peppers Fridays. Yeah. It's just. I've not been. So I, I've not been since, sorry. No. I think if, he, if it was up this way, if you were living downtown or they had a branch up here, I reckon you'd probably try it a bit more. I'd it's go really go. good. I mean, I'm in Dubai downtown. Here, so not too far. Um, also, got some questions. My dad's who's a chef, is on holiday, has been staying with us for the last week. It's not stressful at all. I, yeah, I'm of course not stressed. Not. Yeah, are you You're cooking? Stressed. I'm not stressed. He helped me with the questions today. Oh, so my he's, word. Uh, got, he's is... got quite technical. So he's how much do you know about food, all right? <laughs> so Dumb. these ones, some of them are tricky. Like, I don't think you're going to get them. So number one. I'm not a chef. What are the ingredients for a bechamel sauce? Cream, flour, butter. Milk, Milk. butter, flour. Yeah, 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 yeah give yeah. you that. So what steaks make up a T-bone steak? Uh, a... Filet. Yeah. And sirloin. Yes. Bing. Ting emoji. Ting. We didn't rehearse it, by the way. That is off. That is good. I'm impressed. Thank you. Um, what does it mean to cut something julienne? Julienne. It's like yeah. a little thin. Yes. Yes. Come on. This one. Put me in the chef. I don't, think you're, gonna, the I don't think you're going to get this one. What is the traditional meat in the carbonara? What is the traditional meat used in a, in a carbonara? Okay. Well, I'll get the go-to answer is pancetta. No. But I'm sure it's not pancetta. No. Is it so? Okay, I'm I don't not, think you're going to get it. Okay, one more. Guanciale. 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 Okay. Cured pork cheek. Oh, if I just had that. If I just, I would have got what? I'd get four out of ten. Four, four you got one ten. more. Four, this five. one, I don't know whether you're going to get. What is a bouquet garni? A bouquet garni? Yeah. Hmm. A bouquet. Can, can I have a clue? Um. Yeah, you would put it into stews and sauces okay, to enhance the flavours. Oh, so it's like a, a bouquet of yeah. herbs you wrap around, you put it in there. Yeah! Let's go! Well, nice. I'm impressed with that. Thank you. Not, not that I was going to doubt you at any moment, but I was... But I'm not was... a chef, by all means. I just watch, I can tell you, I watch a shitload of YouTube food content. Who would you say is like your favourite YouTube content creator? My favourite? Yeah. I'd say... At the moment, I'm addicted to Sorted Food, okay. on a YouTube channel. They're a group of guys based in the UK. They have this kind of really good dynamic where there's chefs and they're and what they call normals, people who are not really chefs. And part of their little crew. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing it for a little while, so you know they're probably better than the average cook. Yeah, and they just do loads of like interesting 
challenges. They cover a lot of different foods around the world. They talk about the ingredients. And I think all around, it's like good vibes, yeah. good quality food content. I can just sit there and watch it. I watched the episode earlier today as well. Oh, really? Yeah, they do They do a series right now. There's, I mean, there's loads of little mini series throughout. They do one where it's called Chef versus Normal. <gasps> oh, see? My Turn God. Your... That is, you know what time of that is? That's the time to tell me to post my content for the day. So... Please excuse me. That's a work alarm. Okay, but I'll make fine. sure that it's so, not yeah. on next time. Say, you're ruining, so you were saying you're ruining you're it. in the flow. Then. You're ruining it. <laughs> um, yeah, they do. Uh, they're doing um, a chef versus normal, and they both the chef gets given uh, a name of a dish mm. to cook, and the normal yeah. what they call it's in the same kitchen gets given the name of the dish, but also the instructions how to cook the dish, but okay. not in the correct order. Okay, so they have to use their knowledge and kind of piece the recipe in the right order, where the chef has nothing. And yeah. it's just like you have to cook. This. I think today was like some ravioli, spinach, ricotta dish with a sage and butter sauce. Ooh. And that you just get given that and then the chef. And then basically they make it a bit more comedy. It's quite funny because you get to see both sides of like how a chef would do it. Yeah. And how if you were just given like his ingredients, here's the kind of recipe, but not in the right order. Yeah. And then just run with it. So it's quite fun. You're quite a mean chef in the kitchen. Wow. I mean, oh. we had a dinner party and I was thoroughly thoroughly impressed i've had a few dinner parties Thank you. So i, I mean well impressed. i thought you were gonna review it and stuff so i had to make sure that yeah it was on point yeah i think for me i can follow a recipe yes. and i understand why things are supposed to be added at the right time or that and the the kind of nuance of a recipe yeah and i think i can follow that quite well but i think i'd probably struggle if you went to spinnies and got a load of ingredients and went Put it on the table. And, all right, Tass. Think about what you're going to cook. Cook it. I think it will take me a lot longer to kind of like put that together. Yeah. But from a recipe point of view, I think I could. And and then you obviously do only little tweaks to it, and you kind of like you understand flavors, and you start to like play with it. I think that's my bread and butter. Yeah. I think I consider the same. I always, my my issue I have, especially when it comes to reviewing people's food, is like I'm not a chef. Like my dad's a chef. I worked in kitchens for like four or five years. That's quite interesting. Growing up, then yeah, you must have the best home no, meals he's so lazy oh, he, like, imagine yeah okay that's, that's all years you know, yeah, yeah, if you yeah. ask like, a chef, any chef if you ask any chef like what do you eat when you get home they're like packet of crisps and a ham sandwich because like <laughs> all day all day they're just cooking they don't want to yeah, they don't yeah, want to do yeah. it when they get home yeah, yeah, i remember true, we were watching true. master chef when we were younger and uh the guy was making souffle and he like didn't rise and stuff my dad said oh it's because he didn't do this he did this i was like dad you can't do this like <laughs> you, you, did you, you know he, you was chef? he goes you want to bet he goes in the kitchen Literally gets the ingredients out. We just had it. Bash, 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 bish, bash, bash. Puts it in. Perfectly risen souffle. Yeah. And I had it and I was like, oh my God. I was like, yeah. Do you think you can make a souffle now? I probably, I probably can. I'm one of those people, if you give me the recipe, I'd probably figure out. I'm terrible with patisserie and desserts. Yeah, Because it's so, you have to be so precise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, add this when it's thick and foaming. It's like, well, what's your interpretation of thick and foaming? <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> why why did I get thick and, and, th- and foaming? But yeah, I you know where your mind's going with this. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so that was my, I don't know how we got onto that, but that's my well, experience. Good. All right, then. Well, considering what you do, yep. I thought it'd be nice to talk about maybe what, what restaurants have you been to this week then? Like a general catch-up. General catch-up. Okay, number one last night. Huge shout out. How have I not been there before? Bar de Port. Yeah. My what God. What a sick place. What a place. Yeah, it's sick. We were, at, we were at an evening brunch last week and we were like, where's Busy on a Wednesday? And we yeah. just like, we don't even know. I like, saw your social. I didn't realize how, I didn't think it was going to be that busy. Mate, Bar de Port was rammed. Was it? Rammed. Like, you, there was nowhere to even stand. Like, we were a big group, get, like, given, but it was packed, like, full of people. It's ladies night. Definitely a ladies' night, if you know right. what I mean. So hats off to them. And apparently it's been going for quite a while now and yeah. it's still 
manages to retain that kind of really? traffic. I the last time I went to Bardaport was on New Year's Day. Oh wow! So it was like kind of like a in the morning, your head's hurting. Let's go somewhere nice, some nice food, and we were like one of the first people there. And a few of us went there, and it was lovely. I thought this is a beautiful setting, but I've not been in the evening where it's been popping up. When we, I mean, we we got there New Year's Day, so considering they had the New Year's Eve party the night before. There were a lot of sore heads anyway. Yeah. And I think the staff were like, what are you guys here doing at this time of day? <laughs> we're not even open yet. So there was a lot of like moving things around. But once the once the kind of late afternoon crowd started to come in and then there was like music playing and there's like the drinks were flowing. Yeah. And we had like nice little nibbles. And I was like, this place is actually quality. It is like, and the music kind of progressively gets yeah, a yeah. little bit more vibey. Does it turn into like a, like a club? Not really a club. It's just like a bar. So there's just, obviously people are going for, for dinners and stuff like that, but they, they done like a drinks package on ladies night. I think it was like 225 or 275 dirhams. The women drink free and they also get like a set menu with the food. Food actually not bad at all. Really? Like, actually quite good considering it's part of the package and then i think guys have just like a drinks thing to be honest my dad organized it i don't know what it was but you said organized it my dad organized it well one of my uh, relatives organized it yeah oh, so right. uh, it was for, for the group of us but um yeah it was really really vibey just kind of escalated gets busier and busier and busier the music was going off like it's just a vibe and i think like in dubai places are so transient like when we first came here like you had yacht club or you yeah, had asia yeah, yeah. asia for ladies nights it's very transient place you get transient that was the word i was looking for and when you go back to these places it's like six months later like they're dead, dead. or they're closed down mm. so yeah. and we can talk about that in a later episode why that is maybe yeah, yeah. Um, I have an opinion on that but yeah but we'll uh, yeah but is, is is definitely a good establishment guys if you're looking for a place on a Wednesday night in particular because that's when I went it was packed book mm. a table book a table was packed fair enough decent well uh, yourself tell me a good place you've been uh, well what did I do this week this weekend I actually went to Pier Chic Mm. which I haven't been in a very, very long time. I did see time. your story. Yeah, it's quite bougie, that place. It was quite bougie. So, I mean, people who don't know what Pier Chic is, it's just a, a very beautiful... I think they actually turned into an Italian restaurant now. I think it used to be seafood. I, I think it's it a bit of an Italian yeah. restaurant now, but it's set at Jumeirah Alcacer mm. on the pier, which goes into the ocean. And I mean, it's beautiful. You turn up... I mean, have you been to Alcacer before? I've been to Alcacer. That you was go in, you see the yeah. golden horses. So it's yeah. all like a very lovely experience. You go in, the hotel's amazing. You go down, they ask you, well, where are you going? There's a little golf cart going to Pierce. He goes, oh, come with nice. me, sir. And it's very nice. And the vibe's great. The weather's been great as well. So get there. You get presented at the, the, the end of the pier. Well, the start of the pier, shall I say? And obviously just down, straight down, it's like the pier shake at the end. And I think they've, they've built something off the pier now called Onda, or they're creating this new experience by PSG called Onda, which is this kind of afternoon aperitivo kind of vibe where nice. they have this kind of like little bar, which kind of like perks off the pier, which yeah. is beautiful. And I can imagine sunset drinks, that is the one. So I think they do like drinks and set menu, I think. Okay. But anyway, we were in pier chic. Um Got there. I think we got there quite early. It was like one o'clock. I think they're just opening. So it was a bit haphazard at start. Anyway, the staff are really nice. They're really friendly. Sit down and we did like a set menu. Starters, mains, a dessert, and you can do the drinks package as well. Yeah, and I think the food was, yeah, yeah, just yeah. <laughs> Johnny, <laughs> that and that's my honest opinion. It was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's nice. I mean, that place is incredibly expensive. Yes, that's, and I think that's where the mindset is like, this is gonna be the best fucking food I've ever had in my life. That's the thing. And I got there, and I think maybe that was the wrong approach to go to. But I got there, I was like. And afterwards, me and my girlfriend were just like, yeah, yeah, it was nice. Beautiful setting, don't get me wrong. And you I mean, can't eat the setting though, can you? No. They, <laughs> tell you what though, the fried stuffed olives Ooh. were banging. Oh my 
bang it. And it changed me a little bit. How? I'm not a fan of tiramisu. Never, never. Are you a fan of tiramisu? You get out of here. I love coffee. I'm drinking a coffee now. Probably bad for the editing. But I've never been a fan of tiramisu until now. Okay. Thank you, Pierre Sheik, for bringing them into the light. It was, it was delicious. Was it? I was like, so it came in at tiramisu and I was like, I'm not really excited about dessert because it's tiramisu. I'm not really bothered. They brought out this slither of fudge chocolate cake and that was just delectable. Mm. Like one bite and you're like swimming in chocolate. Tiramisu, didn't really want to touch it. But I was like, you know, I'll have a little bite. And I was like, hmm, this is actually delicious. I think just, I don't know what they did. I don't know where it's the cream or the light hints of coffee notes into it, but it was banging. Now I'm changed. I wonder if they were using coffee liqueur because it's licensed. Because a lot of places in Dubai, you can't use. I don't know if coffee liqueur is traditional. Question my dad. But I think apparently tiramisu is made with alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of places over in Dubai don't use it. So you don't get that flavor. Maybe Pia Chic are doing it. To be fair, maybe I've had one a long time ago. Thought it was shit. Yeah. And I thought, I'm not having that again. Mm. And now, because I was forced to have it, not forced, but it was presented to me and it was kind of a a substantial appointment. It's made for for two people. I'm a changed man. Good. So I now like tiramisu. So Pia Chic, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you to Pia Chic for. Bringing Taryn into the light. I'm looking at my diary because my memory is terrible. Yeah. Uh, especially after last night. I tell you where I did go, which was very, very good. Um, shout out to Konjiki Hitsumatsumuti Bashiwashi in uh, yeah. all of the Emirates. You, that do, ramen you, you actually strong. nailed that pronunciation there, mate. My Japanese is coming on strong. What well, can I say? The classes are working. That was, <laughs> that was, uh, is, it was an experience. So set the scene. When they first opened Soft Launch, what was it, three, four, five months ago? Yeah, more yeah. Of the went a couple of months ago, yeah. Went there, wasn't blown away. Mm. I thought it was a good bowl of ramen. Yeah. Um, obviously, their dashi, their sauce is great. They were adding ingredients that I would say are not traditional Japanese. Yeah. A lot of truffle. If you're ordering... Truffle, we can do an episode on truffle. 100%. If you're ordering a ramen for... If you're ordering ramen and you want it to taste of truffle put the truffle in it yeah. but we were ordering ramens that didn't have truffle we were still getting like big truffle flavor and we were asking really? we were asking the chef and he was like oh no there's no truffle in that and I was with some ramen purists like they've been to Japan and taste like all the ramen in the world yeah. and they were like there is 100% truffle in this really? um, they also had like really kind of obscure ingredients in there that apparently weren't traditional yeah. I'm not a ramen purist yeah. I just you know Oh, it, was it meant to was it trying to be a I know I know it's by that Michelin star yes so maybe it's a different take. So come back this time. Mm. Michelin star chef actually here this time. Oh, okay. Yeah, proper Japanese man. Like, <laughs> Of course, he's the, from Japan. Yeah, like didn't speak a word of English. Yeah. Love that. Like if you go to a ramen place and the head chef speaks English, like get out of there. <laughs> so yeah, he gave us a full experience. And you see like the art and craft. Like he must have made about a trillion bowls of ramen in yeah, his yeah, life. So he yeah. gets the noodles. I think that's the right passage. He you get, yeah, gets the noodles into thing. And he's like whisking them like vigorously in the water so they don't stick together. Yeah. Pulls them out, does the old fold nice. fold. And then I found out you're not supposed to mix a ramen. It's like mm. literally like every time someone stirs a ramen, a Japanese chef dies. In the <laughs> I think that's the rule. That, that is actually what I actually so literally he, he's, he's like, we, we need you to do a video where you just tell people like, please don't mix. Oh, he was like in his broken Japanese. Not him. Like one of his interpreters <laughs> was like, do not mix the ramen. What you're yeah. supposed to do is you drink the dash, you drink the stock, like the sauce on itself. Yeah. 
Then who you, are who are these weird people staring? I don't think that's a weird thing I, to do. There anyway. are people out there, yeah, because you you know you receive a bowl of ramen, you've got like all sources and ingredients kind of around, and you're kind of like oh like a pasta. Sometimes you, people who mix their pasta their bolognese. Like, I'm not a bolognese mixer. I have a bolognese. I like my dry pasta. Like oh, you are terrible. No, no, no. You are terrible. No, that no, is no. actually. I'm not. You saying that, an Italian man has died. <laughs> that's, that's, that is, pasta has to be mixed with a sauce. Anyway, I'm totally away. Alex, you fucking killed me. How did he die? That was racist. We'll take that That back. was racist. Yeah. <laughs> so, really politic. Stereotypical, maybe. Stereotypical. Yeah, very much. I so. am a quarter Italian, so I'm allowed to do that. I'm definitely I? not. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry um, but yeah, so we, he told us not to mix the ramen. I tasted it individually as he put it. Again, they're putting truffle in there. They're putting dates sauce in there for the local audience interesting so, like molasses yeah similar to that and you try each of those things individually and then you eat the noodles so you get a bit of everything so okay i came back this time and i think once i had that context and you know they're saying yeah we put truffle in it's not traditional but we're doing it for this audience i go fair play fair nice. play. So i had it this time i thought very well done more of the emirates i think i'd be confident i think that's probably the best food you're going to find in more of the emirates mm. more yeah Kempinski. fair 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 okay What's the, what's the, they have the, the three other restaurants across the way. Cause that whole area got developed, isn't it? There's, I don't know what, Black Tap, Din yes. Tai Fung. Din Tai Fung, yeah. Do you Din like Din Tai Fung? I do, I do. Yeah, the central really like are really, really good. Another place I went to two nights ago and ordered it this morning. Someone noodles. Someone. I've still not been someone. I've still not been someone. I'm waiting for the, I was kind of waiting for the invite. What were you waiting for? Just for you to take me and then I can kind of get it for free. <laughs> I love the honesty that's what we're all about here no, um, no I, I, I do generally want to go I went to the ceviche place you mentioned yes. JLT then my next place was Samwan so I will go to Samwan so Samwan for any listeners that haven't been yet so if you we've, took, spent, we've said it about 50 times already in yeah the if you um, if you take like traditional authentic Chinese food mostly in international city okay you gotta mm. tra- travel miles away I've heard and that and it's proper rustic you don't know what you're getting served that's authentic. Then you go the other way and you've got places in like Marina or DIFC. Yeah, yeah. Completely inauthentic, more white boy yeah, Asian yeah. places. Samwan sits like perfectly in the middle. Okay. So you get like a bit of authenticity. They're hand making the noodles. The flavors are somewhat authentic. Like they're chili oils. They cook with a lot of chili oil and stuff. But it's also like a little bit more white boy. It's a little bit more accessible to mm. people. Isn't the chef Indian? He is actually. Sri Lankan? He's, I think he, what is he? Lebanese Cambodian. Oh, is he? Yeah. And then so he 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 went to uh, China to learn how to make Yeah, this. he was working in China. He lived in China for like five years. Wow. So he was doing, I Good forget what it. he was doing, but he would like learn the craft and like particularly this style of Chinese food. And that's why he brought it over here. And he's doing really well. I think he's just popped up in Right Market, another oh, concept. Oh, nice. He's doing like, I'm not sure. So this whole sound is his, his concept. That's his idea. concept. Yeah. So he done really well. And then he's got this concept now where they're doing these fusion noodles. So they're doing like, I don't know how I feel about it. I've got to go and try it. Mm. Butter chicken noodles, mm. like bolognese noodles, I think was one That's of them. Just um, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But like he's doing that kind of fusion, might work, mm. I suppose. Yeah, I don't I know. Mean, look, power to him. He's doing well. He's probably just been a bit creative with his uh, his recipes. You go there, the wonton noodle soup, the wontons. Just buy a million wontons. Yeah, fair. just go. One million wontons, please, sir. And you sit and you eat them. You absolutely love them. He also cooks with a lot of pak choy, like pak choy, vegetable, right? Yeah. Me eating a vegetable. It's the best vegetable in the world. Well, it's like it's just it's pak choy mixed with sesame and uh, chicken stock. Yeah, 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 wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. Fair enough. Well, I think don't I guess because you are the food the food man food rogan as you like to call yourself one of them one food of them. rogan one of them. I gotta get that. <laughs> you must get asked all the time 
Where should I go? What shall I eat? Yeah. But beyond the food suggestions, mm. I'm sure there are questions that people ask you regarding the industry, yes. social media part of it. Yep. I've got a few questions for you. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. So just so I, because I'm new to the world of it. Yes. And I've asked you a few questions about this before, but maybe for our listeners, it's quite interesting yep. to hear. So the principle of it is, I guess, how does it work? So do places just message you, invite you to go? Like, How does that work in terms of those new spots you, yeah. we see on your instagram when we first started we were obviously just going to places that we love like just top spots going there posting you'd be surprised you actually start getting invitations quite quickly like really? we i didn't have that many followers like maybe in the hundreds maybe a couple thousand you're already getting in, like invites from restaurants it's called like micro influencers they've obviously got yeah, really yeah. high engagement they've got a big audience but it's just the restaurant going to you like hey come hey, along yeah it's a lot of new places so like oh we're just opening we'd love to invite you down uh, meal for two, meal for four. If you come, you do some stories or maybe do like a reel. So that's like how it normally works. Yeah, yeah. Quite quickly, I'd say probably six months, like a year in, like we were getting like 20, 30 invites a week from places. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because that just proves, proves how many restaurants, like new restaurants yeah. are just kind of hungry for... Hungry for content. There we go. Love that. Thank uh, you. No pun intended. No, that, that is the week. case. Like, you know, especially if you're a new restaurant, okay, what are you going to do? You're going to put in what's on timeout, uh, love yeah, and Dubai, yeah. et cetera. All the normal mainstream PR avenues. Exactly. Outside of that, what can you do? You know, you've, you've got to invest a huge ton of money into your own social media team to actually build a page or yeah. you could then start inviting influence micro influencers around so yeah we got we started getting quite a few invites now it's like in the hundreds a week and a lot of a lot of um how do i put this a lot of pr agents because they're that it's their client they think it's the best thing in the world of course and they want to invite you down they get quite like emotionally invested into it yeah, and then when yeah. you say like i'm sorry like we're not able to cover this we're just too busy they're like well why wouldn't you come and cover our restaurant right right yeah and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a bit passive aggressive yeah it's let's face it we're going to like i think two weeks ago i was i done 10 restaurants in a week like 10 restaurants well that, that was gonna be my next question is yeah how many places do you eat in a week it on var- an average week yeah it varies i mean we normally aim for like one a day maybe two a day but some days it's like three restaurants in a day three and- but but how can you make sure that you're given a valid because I'm sure like the first place is hitting well because you're hungry and then when it by the last time are you still like obviously hungry yeah to be like oh I'm like and give it give it an honest opinion the key to that I'll, is because I'm going to push you because I'm yeah. your mate so I can ask you this you, so it's you've got to kind of pace yourself like you can't just when I first started I was eating everything that the chef gave me because like I'm one of those people like I feel in I feel like I'm insulting the chef and I'm not eating all their food yeah of course like they've taken the time and effort and the money to make this dish for me yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. going to taste it and leave the rest of it. I hate food wastage. I hate it yeah, with a passion. Yeah. So I was eating everything. I gained a ton of weight. Like yeah. I was absolutely ballooning up and it wasn't healthy. Like you just can't maintain that. So yeah, yeah. I've tried now. I just take a, like a, a taste of each dish. Obviously, if something's really good, then I'm going to eat all of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm going to try and taste everything and then try and keep that appetite for the rest of the day it's hard i'll be honest with you like yeah book my 1 p.m slot probably get a better review but it's um <laughs> there you go towards like, like half, six, half seven, take. six seven o'clock also places like inviting during the evening like i know a lot of people go out in the evening i'm 30 years old yeah 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 i want to sit on the sofa and <laughs> i on a Wednesday. You dog? You know? yeah dog sofa and a home cooked meal mm. like that's what i want to do so like yeah pr agents if you're like if you invited us to your restaurant like Number one, sell it to me. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. sell it to me. Sell if, it to the god, the food god, Alex. If you, like if you can't even get me excited to come and eat your food for free, like how are you going to get true customers to come in and pay money? Yeah, true. And it's like 
Uh, we'll go into this a bit more detail another episode like people trying to find a USP for their restaurant I remember burger restaurants one guy actually said I asked him what's unique about this burger yeah. he said we cut ours in half <laughs> that's <laughs> that was the USP nice. we cut our burgers in nice. half um, <laughs> it's pretty unique to be fair credit to it he had a whole like methodology well, behind maybe, it maybe he thought one day this guy's going to talk about it in the podcast <laughs> exactly. and he's banged it and he's, he's done like, it it works yeah, he's done it <laughs> and he put it. on the rip and he said <laughs> we made it <laughs> but then, okay with the, with the amount of food then you just said you eat how do you keep that healthy lifestyle then like well, how, how do you manage your calorie intake from like I don't know 5,000 5,000 to nothing to go to the gym like, yeah. I'm sure you get asked that all the time is how do you stay fit throughout this? You know what? What's funny? People ask me this all the time. Yeah. It's like the, probably the number one question I get. And yeah. there's like, there's. I used to give one answer and now I give another. Okay. So the first answer I used to give, I was like, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. Uh, before, as soon as I wake up two hours, hour and a half to two hours of exercise fasted every morning. Yeah. I used to do intermittent fasting, was doing it for like three years. Yeah. Just to get myself in that deficit for the day. Yeah. And then I knew if I burnt a thousand calories in a workout, I'd have a thousand calories plus what my body uses anyway, three and a half thousand calories yeah. for the day. I can mm. eat that without gaining weight. So it's all like a scientific formula. But then what you'd notice is you just see this like glaze coming on people's eyes, a glaze. Right. And that's the glaze of, I was hoping you'd give me a quick, easy fix for this. Yeah, But yeah, I'm yeah, not exactly. going to have to do any work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fair. like, it's like, oh, I'm going to have to do exercise. It's pretty much my face when I asked you. I was like, oh. Exactly. You're like, oh. Let me just every- eat. Let me just eat the cheeseburger at 11 a.m. and be done with it. Yeah, people wanted like the quick easy fix. So now I'm just like, you know what? Exercise. A lot yeah. of exercise, a lot of hard work. You yeah. don't go into it. If people probe, like, no, no, no. But seriously, what do you do? Then I go into a bit more like detail about what you do. But it's, it's literally a science. Go down, work out. Just walk uphill. Walking yeah. uphill is like the best thing ever. Yeah, yeah. Burns a ton of calories. Put Netflix on. Sit there. It's like walk up sit uphill for an hour. 600, 700 calories done. Bosh. So your top tip is just exercise just exercise there you go ladies and gentlemen that is uh the end of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) no i guess i guess i guess the number one question you probably get asked is what if a place is yeah pretty shit yeah but how what's the what's the deal with that yes so in the light of making this podcast about authenticity and honesty we said we want to be driving the reason why and driving the um, without getting arrested without getting arrested Thank driving you. the industry forward yeah. so if a place is bad what do I do number one if it's bad and I mean really bad as in you cannot be serving this to customers <laughs> bloody hell yeah okay you literally if they've paid you you give them the money back Okay, and as in paid, paid you as an influencer yeah, they, to pay, they pay you you say thank you very much for the experience I'm giving the money back I'm not, I'm not willing to recommend this to my followers Oh, that must be quite hard. And you give them, hear. you give them honest feedback. There was a guy. It was a dish, and it came out stone cold in the middle. He yeah. was like, "We bake this dish oven for so many hours, got yeah. it out, freezing cold in the middle. Obviously, microwaved it. Sent it back. I said, that's ice cold in the middle.' He goes, "Okay, let me bring another one out. Brings out other, stone cold in the middle. Right, hot on the outside, plate hot, cold in the middle. Mm. Easy as a microwave. I said." I'm not happy to do this. I don't want to recommend it to my followers. Yeah. This you're is you're what, crying while this is why, happening. yeah, I see the money slipping away from my fingers. <laughs> um, yeah. And I'm just not gonna post it. Cut the cameras. Literally, one guy I remember when I first started, he was Cut like, My cam- my burger's the best burger. I've been told it's the best burger in Dubai. Yeah. It's better than pickle and better than hydrogen. Right. And I took a bite. Ooh, they're they're, they're the kings of this 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 city. 
chicken burger. I took a bite out of it and it bit me back. It was like, <laughs> it was like biting into a hockey puck. Oh. Like I couldn't even get my teeth to close around the food. Nice. I was like, you can't serve this. This is rubber. I thought you enjoyed my food. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, in those circumstances, like literally, I'm sorry, give the money back. Cut it off, or just say like, "I'd love to pay for my meal. I really appreciate." It. And then you just leave if it's an invite. And then what? And you have to say to them like, "By the way, guys." But I mean, obviously they they've invited you over for yeah. you to do a post. Yeah. So do you say, "Look, here's the money back. I'm not comfortable to do the post." Yeah. And we just you can work on, you can work on, on these things. And if you um if you correct it and you want to re invite us and we can try the food again, more than happy to come down here. We. We don't go back down there normally, yeah, if I'm yeah. honest, because there's so many other there's so many other places we need to get, get to. one shot with Alex. That's it. So that's that's what we happen. If I think that I haven't enjoyed the food, and I know that my followers will absolutely not, that no one's going to enjoy the food. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the first thing. The second thing, if I don't enjoy the food, but I think that people will, some people will enjoy the food. Yeah, yeah, of course you're not. Th- that's I, mean, the, I mean, you're not set out to be the. The food arbiter of Ex- the Dubai scene is just your opinion at the yeah, end of the day. Exactly. So it's like food is subjective. People always forget about that. They they want you to come and say, This is the best meal. That is the worst meal. This is good. That is yeah, bad. Yeah. Like black and black white. Black and white, yeah. It is not. I went to a fast food chain, Lebanese fast food chain. Everybody loves it. It's mm. like the golden child. Went there, mid, large yeah, yeah. mid. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay. I know that I don't like some of these dishes, but I know people obviously like them. So I'm yeah. going to do a post for them regardless. In no the vid- money, baby. In the, vi- God, get <laughs> in the video, these dishes I like, these dishes I don't like. Yeah. Okay. The problem I now have, and this is giving you a little window into the nice. world of a content Get creator. me in there. Okay. I'm at the window. So I've got an algorithm that literally hates me. I've got, um, <laughs> yeah. I've got an audience that can't listen to a video that's any longer than like 30 seconds. Yeah. And I've got to cram a two-hour dining experience into 30 seconds. So am I going to go through every single dish out of the 10, 15 they bring me that I don't like? Yeah, it's not yeah, going to happen. I'm also, it's people's livelihoods at the end of the day. You don't need some some gobshite from the UK with a quiff coming in and saying, this food is bad. So yeah. I, I took a stand when I first started. I was like, I'm going to focus on the best dishes. Yeah, yeah. If I go in, if you go in here, order these dishes, they're great, post it. And I think that's 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 the point to me. I'm like even the food influencers I watch from around the world, <clears throat> and obviously they get asked that question like, why is everything so positive? Why are you so? And I think to myself, and they explain it probably better than what I do. It's just the fact that I'm not interested in knowing about shit food. I don't care. Like, show me the good stuff. Okay, you're going to a restaurant, and if it's shit, yeah, and you post a video about it, for me, I'm like, why? Okay. You're telling me this this place is shit. Okay, great. There's thousands of restaurants, especially in Dubai, I'm talking about. Yes. Okay, this place is shit. Okay, I won't go to that one restaurant out of 10,000 restaurants. Yeah. I don't care about it. When, you go, when you're trying to find a nice place to eat, whatever kind of price range, you want to know for the best. You want yes. to hear it from people you follow and you kind of trust. But I don't need to know, like, this place on this street is terrible. Okay, cheers, mate. That's, there's nothing to me. Like, I don't care. See, the, the flip side is, and I understand this completely, is if you say everything, if you only post positive places and yeah. you only ever say all the dishes are excellent, oh, yeah, yeah. you have positivity bias. Everything becomes po- positive and you don't know if anyone's being honest. Being honest. And I think true, in a true. world of social media, there are a lot of influence out there that will just take the money and run and they will post everything's good and great. Name so, and shit. No. no. And it's, you know... <laughs> It's that's how they want to run their pages. Fair play to them. Um, but then you don't obviously get the context. So you don't get the bad reviews. So I can I fully understand people like you need to post bad reviews because if you don't, 
we think we hear everything's excellent and True. therefore you lose your credibility. But then well, how do you then combat that then? Honestly, the thing is, I always get asked like, why don't you post bad reviews? I've said like, number one, it's people's livelihoods. Number two, like it's a, it's- I do agree with the people's livelihoods to be fair. Cause it, like you could have just had, I mean, look, everyone has that off day. Yeah. So that chef might have had an off day, made it not as to their best ability. You've gone in there, tasted it and you're like, this is rubbish. And then because of your following people are like, well, I'm not going to go there. And yeah. then, you know, that's can, to that, like to your you point- Can you imagine going, going down to a restaurant and he's got queues outside the door and he's serving three, four hundred covers. He's stressed out to the max. And you come in and you might have one dish that you don't like. And you're going to go on there and things. So food's subjective. It's their livelihood. Yeah. Um, completely forgot where I was going with this. The third thing, yeah. The third thing, which this is the whole reason for my wanting to do this podcast, is yeah. because I get handcuffed by the government's laws. Like, you are not allowed to defame a business yeah. over here. Okay? I was going to say, that was going to kind of be my next kind of... Yeah. Like, what are the legalities see that's the thing that. that's, it's quite gray I, I suppose it's gray so it's apparently you're not allowed to defame a business but you can say you basically can share your experience if it's facts right okay so okay, you that can't say sense. like i went here i don't like because the owner's a dickhead <laughs> what if it's facts yeah you can <laughs> yeah you can go there and say i went there and my food was served cold yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, even then, it's a grey area because it's like, what's cold is cold. How did you how prove it? How did you prove it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. To the point, like, people don't understand this, like, when they see the page. When I first started out, I posted about a place, gave it a score, fair score. And he literally came back to me. He was like, you've defamed my business. I work high up in Dubai police. I am going to get you deported if you do not give my food a better score than my competitors. And oh. I just started out. He's like, I'm deadly serious. Like, call me on the phone afterwards. He's like, I'm being serious. Oh, he was legit. You need, you need to get this done. I'm like, I've got the authority to get you to, like deported out of the country. Uh, we will sue you. Oh, we'll wow. also sue you if you don't happen. Wow. That's happened three more times. So how, every- well, how do you... Combat what that. do you do? Like, what do you I'm, do? I'm literally I'm like... 10 out of 10, boys. <laughs> Everything's great again. But that, every time I try and be like more objective... You're going to get me in prison. I know, yeah. Well, I'm going to have a little countdown. Like how many days we can do this podcast <laughs> and someone deports us or tries to sue us. But that's the case. I know Pierre other Schick, I do love you, by the way. Yeah, I do love you, Pierre But I know other bloggers that have had exactly the same experience. Like literally sued by companies for giving them a bad review. That's so, like, wild. So like, what are we supposed to do? Like, yeah. it, number one, it's my livelihood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've got a very expensive wife to pay for. Not yeah. in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of. Like, what, what, what can we do? And like, if anyone's listening to this and does know, either has experience about it or knows what we can do to do it better. Reach like, out. Reach out because I'm I'm honestly like concerned. Like if I go out and do a bad review to, for, to the wrong place, I'm going to be in like legal trouble yeah, for doing yeah, it. Yeah. So I've taken... So the- I guess that, that is the point where you just don't really do bad reviews to a point. Yeah. Because there are some legal ramifications. I was going to do, because I wanted to bring up some bad reviews mm. from Dubai restaurants. And I was like, you know, funny ones. I was struggling to find any kind of half decent bad reviews to talk about. Yeah. I was on TripAdvisor, and I don't know conspiracy theory, but there was only, I know how much you love them. Um, <laughs> there's only, I think from, from TripAdvisor, you can only, you can do like category, I'll filter it, sorry, five star, uh, five dots, whatever, five stars, four star, yeah. three and above. So I'll click on three and above and you can't sort it low to high. Yeah. It's just like top rated. High, exactly. I'm not saying that's a conspiracy theory, take that as you wish, but I don't know how open people are giving it one start and then going in on a restaurant yeah. and be like post done the thing is you're more likely to get 
a one star review than a five five star review because true, yeah. people tend to leave reviews when they've had a bad experience. And yeah, when you yeah, when you actually read the reviews, because I read a lot of reviews of places before I go to them. When you read a review, nine times out of ten, it's about an experience that they had rather than the food. They put they'll say the food was great, but customer service, etc. Yeah, I mean for me. I don't care about the service. That's why I called it just food. Like I went to Italy and the review said like, best pasta you'll ever eat. Service is shameful. Like yeah. the guy's the most angry waiter. I went yeah. there. The guy literally swore at me. Best pasta I've ever had. Like, <laughs> literally. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess care. I guess it depends on the restaurant you're going to. Because yeah. if you're going to like a nice fancy place and the waiter's like, sit here, you sit here dickhead. Yeah. Have your food. You'd be like, come on. Have you seen the restaurants in America when they're just like purposely... Oh my god! I think like that is exactly what Dubai needs. <laughs> that they couldn't get away with it. You know what? Because there'll be someone who walks in there not knowing the kind of concept of <laughs> exactly. that, exactly, and is like, "What the actual fuck?" But there's cer- certain restaurants that come into this food scene that just make us stir for all the right reasons. You know, I'm going to talk about my boy Big T, right? Yeah, not because yeah. he was swearing at customers. I'll say that he might have been. I don't know, but he, not, not because he's swearing at customers. It's because come on the pod, people. Yeah, he's going on the pod. Yeah. People in Dubai were not used to queuing for an hour to mm. then get to the front of the queue. And be told that their food was sold out. Yeah. Didn't know it. Never experienced Big barbecue, by the they way. They were going mental at him. They were like, yeah. how dare you? I've queued for an hour and the food's sold out. He smokes brisket. He takes like 48 hours like smoking this food. Yeah. When it's gone. He goes in. It's gone. Like, there's nothing you can do. And his, he- his stories are the highlight of my day, to be oh fair. Oh my God. When he goes Big in. Tea. I love him. We share them with each other. He's like, he's off again. But that's the thing. Like, he's on his Instagram and he's like, you guys are saying my food is this and that. Like, here's, here's what I'm doing. That yeah. is pretty You know what I actually like about him? He, if it is a bit bad, he's like, bad match today. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Not great. I'm not going to take him off. We need to redo the recipe. I need to rethink yeah. this. And I'm like, you know what? I respect that. Because at first, when he first came on the scene and I was just following him, and I thought, why is this guy doing like, why is he putting so much effort into just feeding the haters? Yes. Like, you know, when it's yeah, just like yeah, your yeah, haters yeah. and you're feeding them, like you're, you're feeding their egos yeah. and it's just going to make it worse for you. But now, now that's just kind of his personality yeah. and it, it's authentic. Yeah. It's like almost because he double downs on it. Exactly. I'm like, I rate this guy so much more now because he's just completely, truly honest. He's not just pissed off at people giving him bad yeah. reviews. He's like, I don't care. Because I don't care what your bad reviews say, but it's not going to hurt me. Yeah. I just do this for the passion. I'm like, fair play. Look, credit all credit to you. I respect you. And your food is bagging because it, it is sick. And like when I went there to film a video for him, he'd made like this entire batch of like smoked cheesecake. Yeah. And he was willing to put it all in the bin. He's like, it's not good. He's like, I can't serve this to customers. The base is too yeah, soft. Yeah, I saw that story. And then literally when I was there filming, he was going, and it wasn't even like, because I was there, because let's face it, he just does whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, yeah. He was going out and just giving it, he was just giving the cheesecake away. He was like, it's not sellable today. He's like, you guys want free play. Cheese, if you want free cheesecake, there you go. Like, it's that authenticity. Like, look at the place I love. Fusion Ceviche, Penelope. She yeah. is the most lovely Peruvian woman. Leela's Taqueria, sure. Yeah. Super Great knowledgeable. Place. Live, like, lived in Mexico. Knows Don't everything about Mexico right? food. Yeah. Yeah. Big T, practice in America, smoking briskets with like some of the tops, like smoke people in the world. And yeah, then yeah. pit masters. Pit masters, yeah. Um, and now he's doing the thing. Like bring that authenticity. That's what we need. Oh, love it. Love it. All right, then. Look, I think we've been yabbering on for so long now, but let's go. Let's talk about our final segment. Mm-hmm. Now, this segment is, I think it'll be a longstanding segment. I think it works best with guests. Mm. I think that's kind of be when we have guests. I think the idea of this podcast is to bring in people like Big T who have personality, who can have a good conversation about the food scene in Dubai, bring them in. But obviously to break the bit of the ice, we've come up with this kind of magical, mythical restaurant place. Yes. Right. Have we got a name for it yet? I've called it the Munchies Menu. 
I like it. Right? It's called the Munchies. Maybe that's not the, the yeah. mythical restaurant, but it's called the Munchies menu, right? And the idea is, if we imagine this fictitious place, okay, and you go in, and on this menu had your favorite dish of all time. Okay. My favorite dish, oops, but the coffee, of all time. And we ask our chefs, or guests, shall I say, if you had to pick a dish, it could be your grandma's spaghetti bolognese from years, okay. years ago. It could be a dish you've had on the streets of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. It's anything they think. Obviously, it's a lot of emotional attachment to these, to these dishes. Yeah. And it'd be wonderful to create this kind of the, the munchies menu. It has the best of the best of everyone's just personal opinion. Yes. So I think we can kick it off with ours. Okay, what's yours? Mine? Well, this is the thing. We spoke about the, the quema, my grandma's quema. <laughs> Not <So>. that one. <laughs> yeah. Minus the coriander. Yeah, minus the coriander. That was going to be my, because it's more sentimental. Yeah. But also, I have a trash side to me. Oh, you naughty girl. Now, I love kebabs. Mr. Kebabs, whatever you want to call me. I'm, kebabs is just me. Anytime I get a chance to eat a kebab, I will. Now, there Sorry, were, are we talking about kebab so skewers? This, this is the, okay, this is the thing. Yeah. Now, for the audience, kebabs, depending on where you are, yeah. kebabs are a different thing. In the British culture, kebabs are usually consumed between the hours of 3 a.m., 6 a.m., and you're pissed. Yeah. Drunk out your mind. It's the last thing you have on a night out. For me, I'm the opposite. I'd have that Monday, oh. 1 p.m. if I could. I just love them so much. And I think the difference of this kebab, this this is a doner kebab, so it's on a spit. Yeah. For people who don't know British kebabs, it's on a spit. I say British kebab, it's obviously not, but it is. On a spit, then the sheets of meat, no, you don't know where that meat's come from, but it bangs. Yes. All into a nice little pit of bread, which at the end of it is just soaked in oil. Cabbage, white cabbage, red cabbage, onions, garlic mayonnaise, chili sauce on it. Tucking in, side of fries. There's a place, I'm from Leicester in England, right in the middle of England. There's a place near me called Pitnick Kebab. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Okay. And if I had to put one menu, uh, one menu item on this Munchies menu, which will go down, you know, in history, I'd assume. Yeah. I'd expect. I want Picnic Kebab, the side of fries, extra naan, extra red cabbage, to be on that and immortalised in the most fantastic way. And I think that would be my number one. It, I actually have. Do you, when you go back to the UK, do you have dishes that you have to have? Yeah. Like people are like, I'll go home, I need to have a Greg's. I need to, or, I need I need to, to have, have a work. roast. I need to have fish and chips. I need to have pie. Yeah. Bangers and mash. And, and I, I don't do. feel satisfied coming back if I don't have those no. things. Sweaty Chinese as well. Yeah, yeah. British Chinese. Yeah. That's so, mine is the British kebab. Okay. God, so much to choose from. Uh, we've already spoken about the pizza. I think we can't put pe- like these pizzas on the menu because nope. otherwise it'll just be all the pizzas. One, you've only got one. One. Uh, um, and we'll okay. make a list of it. Maybe at the end of the year, next so, year. So my family's from Cyprus. I was born in Cyprus and the town that I was born in, Paralimni. Um, Ooh, say again. Paralimni. Nice. That's a small town near Ayanapa, like five, ten minutes away. There was this little shop right next to the road. Yeah. Plastic, like plastic chairs and tables. Nice. Red checks, red like white it. Love it already. Cloths. You know the one. Yeah, yeah. The little clips that hold. I'm in. Yeah. My mind's in. I'm closing my eyes. So you're there. Uh, little old Yaya, like little grandma. Yeah. They're cooking It's cute food. you said Yaya. I like yeah. that. Yeah. And um, she Authentic. was making uh, uh, kyotelas. 
which are like Greek meatballs. I right. don't even know if I'm pronounced that right because that's what like my mum and dad call it. I might have got it wrong. Gopetas, <laughs> which are like they're like You're even speaking properly. They are they're lamb, they're lamb onion. I think they've got like parsley. a lamb meatball. Lamb meatball, yeah, okay. lamb meatball nice. with I think it's parsley and onion in there. No and then you dip it in like a mince, like a mint sauce. Oh, like it, like almost like a tzatziki or similar. Like a yeah, I think similar to that. It's normally I think it's just like yogurt with a bit of mint in there. It might be tzatziki, but like it's normally mm. just either just Greek yogurt or that. And the key to a good kotada yeah. is you need to get like a really crispy exterior to the point of like an onion bhaji kind of exterior, right? Wow, like almost like deep fried kind of. Yeah, ass. so they're deep fried. So they roll them up in their hand, and then they yeah. deep fry them. Oh, sorry, so I thought they, they were pan fried. They come like a, they're like golden brown, like a deep ah, brown. Okay, right there. So you've got this crispy like exterior that you have to like kind of crack through when you eat it. Nice. And then you want to like, you know, when you get hot potato, <laughs> hot potato, you have to hash, 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 yeah, hash, yeah, hash yeah, cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, <laughs> eating that and it's still like juicy and succulent in the middle but nice. it's that crispy exterior with the inside they're just banging like i need to find this place when when i was younger we go there all the time yeah greek yacht tellers are going on to oh they put it on the list the they're munch, going on the, the munch's list. menu yeah munch's menu is gonna be that for me wow there we have it guys i think that's i think that's a wrap of yes. the first episode i think you know yasmin's looking at this thing get out yeah, so it's time for us to leave. I think we're running out the memory cards as well. <laughs> so anyway, look, guys, thank you so much for listening to our nonsense, our yes. waffle for this. I don't know how long we I don't know how long we've been going for, but hopefully there'll be more to come. It's our first episode. Bear with us. We're just trying these new things. Mm-hmm. I think we'll start to have a, I don't know if we're doing it weekly, bi-weekly. What do you reckon? Weekly. Weekly. Like large weekly. Every job. time. I, I've got a real job. I want to be so like, this I is, need it's a bit hard for me. Joe Rogan, I want to do like four episodes a week and just bash out until yeah. the end of time. When you're a food intern, you have the luxuries of doing that. <laughs> I actually have a real job, which I can't do that. But maybe we'll figure it out. But I think the idea is once a week, if you guys enjoy listening to it, fantastic. We'll still make these terrible things. And follow us on socials. Yeah, call to actions. Make sure to follow follow Savage Appetites. Yeah, savage.appetites. Um, savage.appetites on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We've got all the handles. All of it. Um, also, more. call to action again. Number two, if you've got any suggestions what you want to hear on this podcast. Yes. Topic discussions, Topics. ideas, drop us a message on Instagram. We DM. will read them all. Yasmin's going to read them all yes. for us. Yasmin's not our producer, by the way. I know, but she's still going to do that. Yeah, I know. We, uh, we, we love the idea that we have a producer. It's actually me who has to do yeah. all this. I will read and I will reply. And also, if you want to be a guest, now, if you want to be a guest on this podcast, there is criteria. This is not, and I repeat, not a corporate podcast. We will not be having people. You're not allowed to wear a suit. You're not allowed to wear a suit. Shirt and trousers. You have to come in. You have to come in in your most comfortable attire. What would you wear on the I'm wearing Burks right now. I'm wearing Burks. I've got my snappy on. I'm happy. You've got to be casual. This is the energy that we want from you. Yeah. If we think you're coming in with an agenda, we ain't publishing your podcast, people. Nah. So down in the drain. Authentic. Throw it out. Food restaurateurs, chefs, foodies. You let us know. Drop us a message. Savage.appetites on Instagram. And we hope to hear you. Love it. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Appreciate it. Very good. Thank Episode you. One. Stay tuned for the next one. Woo. Savage Appetites.